gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Hello, and welcome to the Talent Podcast, the only podcast brought to you by The Wheel. I am your host, Adam Hess, and with me, as always, my co-host, Mike Too Much Tuna Regan. I know I've done that one before, but I was fucking with my audio settings, and it's hard to come up with a new nickname on the fly while I'm doing that. Oh, hello. <laughs> Great. People are going to think they're listening to a rerun. <laughs> yeah. This is not, this is a new one. And no, I know what you were thinking, but I'm not John Mulaney. I know you're probably very confused there. Are or, you uh, Nick Kroll, though? Yeah, I'm not Nick Kroll either. I do have a big nose, so me and him might have that in common. I also grew up with a lot. Of, I'm not religious, but I was forced to grow up filled with Catholic guilt, so I'm a little bit like John Mulaney, too, I guess. And you love <laughs> cocaine, so you're really like both uh, of them. You gotta do cocaine. <laughs> that joke That joke really hits in hindsight, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I like how... I like how we're referencing one of the more famous comedians on the face of the planet for our generation, but definitely the thing that the least amount of people have seen. Which is tragic. Yeah, like, it's, it's I definitely think, tragic. I think Oh Hello is one of the greatest things he's ever done. Same thing with Nick Kroll. Like, it's no, hilarious. I 100% agree. I would tell but, people to go back and watch Nick Kroll's Comedy Central show just to watch the original Oh Hello segments because they're fucking hilarious. It's just like, can we not do anything to try to bring in mass viewership? We couldn't mm-hmm. reference like Ariana Grande or anything in this somehow. Oh, we got to help the uh, the algorithm and the SEO. Taylor Swift, yeah. Taylor Swift, Logan Paul, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. Logan Paul. Lenny Kravitz dick popped out of his pants. Is that still relevant? <laughs> no, but it's worth bringing up at least once a year. Right. I think hit the stage and it popped out. <laughs> I don't think I brought it up this year, but I definitely brought it up in December of 2023. So you know, That's close true. enough. Whose dick did you bring up last week? Oh, David Bowie. <laughs> It's a dick-heavy podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you listen to our shout-outs at the end of the week? It's very, it's very phallic. This podcast, the Talent Low podcast, the most phallic podcast on the web. Maybe I should change our logo from being a wheel to just being a dick. You know, it's or a bicep. <laughs> a bicep. It's a bicep. <laughs> you know what's funny is there's probably some like everybody has a podcast now, so there's probably some podcast out there by someone who actually is like a doctor who works on dicks for a living, and yet he's going to lose the award for most phallic podcast to us. <laughs> It was like Dr. Dick's Dick Cure podcast, but he yeah. ain't shouting at Big Cock Rock every week, so. That's right. <laughs> All right, Mike, despite the introduction where we talked about penises, we are a football podcast, mm-hmm. and it's now the doldrums of the football offseason. We do have one, uh, obviously, important and somewhat tragic, uh, somewhat seems a little soft, uh, tragic story mm-hmm. to talk about, which was the Kansas City Super Bowl parade, where near the end of the parade, all of a sudden, shooting broke out. Uh, 20 people were injured. One person was killed. Three people were taken into custody. It initially seemed like another one of those mass shootings that we see all too common, where someone, for some reason, had decided to shoot into a crowd of people to kill as many as possible. As the story has developed, it appears to have been a disagreement between two groups of people that escalated into violence that then just caught a bunch of bystanders, which... I guess somehow feels better. Overall, it's obviously I just uh, another brick in the wall of American gun violence. Um, you know, I I don't know if this counts as making it a political thing, but it's one of those times where there was hundreds and hundreds of cops around and people still were injured and killed. So I'm not sure how much 
a good guy with a gun helps in this situation. Yeah. I'm going to try to avoid going on a political diatribe. Even though on this podcast, I know at times I've made like slight comments and I haven't really cared, but um, I agree. And it, it's sad that people, there's people out there, there's a feeling, like you said, that it's like, oh, this wasn't someone who was mentally unstable and had some sort of problem that went off, you know, did something crazy like this. But also, it doesn't really make it any, it doesn't make it better. It It's sad that like we are, we live in a world where you just can't go anywhere that's a group of like a gathering of people without having a fear that this is a possibility. And you can say that you've never had that thought, but I bet you if you think back to it, you've been in some large gathering somewhere and you've seen something weird or you've heard something weird and it, it ended up being nothing, but the thought crossed the back of your mind. Yeah. I mean, just from personal experience, um, Mike, you and I have gone to a lot of movies together. I mean, yeah. like an outrageous amount of movies together. And if during a movie someone comes in the door late, that thought does creep into the back of my mind. It's just part of what American life is in the year 2024, is that in public gatherings, this thought hovers around like a ghost. And like you said, no matter what the motivation was, if it was someone who was mentally unstable or a dispute between groups of people, um, it's obviously a tragedy that someone had to die because of this. Yeah, at the end of the day, gunfire went off in a large crowd, and it's not okay. And something something needs to change. Um, and it was just, like, I, I, and the story broke, it was just really, I don't know if I was just in a mood, but I like, literally was thinking, like, some some dude probably took his kid out of school that day because his favorite player is Patrick Mahomes and they were going to go see the parade and the next thing he knew he was running trying to protect his kid because shots are going off and we shouldn't have to live in a world where that that happens and it's unfortunate that a week two weeks from now this is all going to become fodder we're going to forget about it and move on with our lives which I get humans are naturally selfish I don't mean that in a bad way but everybody has to look out for them what's going on in their life so issues like this we all say things need to change things need to change and then time passes and nothing changes but um, I would just urge people, take a look at who's in your local government, all levels, all the way up, and ask yourself the questions if you think they're doing the stuff that they promised they would do. Also, one quick shot at, and here, I guess I'm going to go ahead and just pull the mask off and make my political opinions very well known here. Good guy with a gun argument. Go back to sixth grade at history class and learn about the Cold War and the concept of mutually assured destruction. All right, both sides having weapons doesn't change a goddamn thing. Yeah, we tend to be a pretty irreverent and funny podcast, and there's no real way to bridge out of this. So I think that the best thing we should do here is just take a short break, come back, and start talking about dicks again. Yeah, thoughts and, and prayers, whatever prayers are from an atheist, I don't know. But thoughts and prayers out to everybody uh, who had to go through that tragic event. All right, we're back. Mike, on a right. much lighter, happier, irreverent, fun note, uh, Steve Wilkes got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about that? I like Kyle Shanahan saying, uh, what was the quote? No, it escapes me, but it's basically like it turns out it just wasn't a good fit. Yeah. And it took you all the way to him collapsing in the second half of the Super Bowl to be like, you know what? Not a good fit. I'm like, I'm not seeing you. I'm not, like, 
I have I have this theory, right? That you can't really listen to advice from one person because people only operate off of what's worked for them. So the way I, I usually frame this is if someone won the lottery and you asked them for financial advice, they would tell you to play the lottery. Mm. Kyle Shanahan batted a thousand at defensive coordinators for his entire tenure in San Francisco. And then like Steve Wilkes wasn't as good as D'Amico Robin or D'Amico Ryan or uh, uh, Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. And there he was like, fuck this guy one year out of here. Get the fuck out of my building. You don't think, I don't know. I don't think this may have been it, but you know, you think he went into the office Monday and felt like there was some more eyes on him than usual murmurs that he can't get it done. Can't win the big one. Yeah. So I'm sure that's part of it, right? Like if they had won the, the Super Bowl, Steve Wilkes doesn't get fired the next day. Yeah. It's just like there. So there's, there's two kind of insane things right down there. One, like, I get that the, the defense wasn't up to snuff on previous years, but you lost your most important player in the secondary in Talmanor Hufunga. Mm-hmm. And then in the like opening drive of the Super Bowl, you lost your most important linebacker in Dre Greenlaw. Or most important defensive lineman in Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. I mean, if they if San Francisco continues to do what they did defensively all game, win that Super Bowl, there's a good chance... Dan Quinn walks into his office on Monday and Steve Wilkes is unpacking his stuff onto his desk. <laughs> like, who knows? Sliding doors, my friend, sliding doors. Great. Now I have to think that if San Francisco won the Super Bowl, my season might have been saved next year. Thanks. Mike, any thoughts on this? Um, who would you like to see be defensive coordinator in San Francisco next year? Uh, I don't have a name that's come to mind at the Lex moment. Ryan? Uh, Lex Ryan be, in the building? It'd be a wild swerve if... Steve Belichick left University of Washington. <laughs> went. Or if uh, Bill Belichick. Oh my God. They just like Pete Carroll decides to get some revenge on the Seahawks for pushing him up into a cushy office off the sidelines. So he do, takes the DC job over there. I would love it if somehow to me, that's just like, like you said, he's had success at defensive coordinator and like these young guys go on to be head coaches now. Um, not Steve Wilkes, at least not right away. Uh, but <laughs> it would be cool for the young dude, Kyle Shanahan, to bring in just like this legendary, old, gritty defensive coordinator. I don't know why I like the look of that so much. Wade Phillips, out of retirement, back in the building. Bum Phillips, back from the dead. <laughs> I love, on The Athletic right now, if you just go to like their NFL page and look at their top headlines, number three down, 49ers part ways with DC Steve Wilkes. Number four down, Chiefs, D.C. Steve Spagnola agreed a contract extension. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> real, oh. real fuck you to Steve Wilkes on the way out the door there, Spags. Yeah. You couldn't have waited to sign the, the deal for like a week or so? I think he was, I think he heard rumblings of the Wilkes firing. And so he was just hovering over his, the contract with the pen. And then the second the story broke, he signed it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, 49ers, better defense or worse defense next season? Oh, man. The pieces there, you'd have to think whoever they bring in should be able to at least be consistent. Any chance they can get Robert Sala back in the building? Um, Let's see if the Jets start out 1-3 and three and Aaron Rodgers gets them fired. I'll have to wait and find out. Let's see if Aaron Rodgers can make it through one NFL game before we 
or deciding if he can judge the coach's future or not. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think that's it for the news. Did I miss anything else? No, I think that's all the big stuff. It is kind of fun. What would you say? Like Robert Sala and probably Sean McVay are the two coaches that you think like he can kick most of his players' asses. <laughs> oh, D'Amico Ryan. Dude. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. Yoked. Yeah. Who's the who's the coach that could beat up the least amount of his own players? Um, Mike McDaniel. That was my thought too, man. I was really hoping one of us would say something else. He would try to start something, and they would just like throw the fist up, and he go <laughs> and flinch. He'd <laughs> be crying. I was so scared. I thought you were gonna hit me. Panic. Where's my vape? Where's my vape? Although that being said, Mike McDaniel does have one big advantage, which is that. Of all the quarterbacks that he would have to beat up, it's Tua. Yeah. Sure. Go you for the hip, Mike. Go for the hip. Yeah. You, you, you take him out low or high if you just base him off past injuries. You would beat the shit out of Mike McDaniels and you'd go home and get DDoSed. You'd be like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you'd get fucking swatted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Mike, I would I would say our main event today, as we shift into draft coverage, you is we are covering the entire possible quarterback class of 2024. Now, I do not mean the entire draft class because I'm not going to talk about Spencer Rattler. I don't care how much you pay me. I don't care what deals FanDuel tries to make with us. They offered us six and a half million dollars. That number's going to be a lot higher before you get me to talk about Spencer Rattler. But instead, we are going through and drafting each of us back-to-back players that are either draft-eligible, free agents, or probably changing teams this year. Falls so into that, like- that means that we are talking about players that are, you know, the draft could include players like Michael Pinnix, Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields. Not just the players that are getting drafted. Right. And like, so there's that third category is guys who are like possibly traded or cut. Like, Russ could just be a cut guy, not a trade guy. I d- can I ask you if you have a name on your, like, I just wrote a list, not saying he's someone I'm going to draft, but I have Mac. I have, I have Mac Jones on that trade list. He's, wor- so I read today that he's working out at the Patriots facility every day right now, which would be a weird thing if they were like trying to get him out of the building that he's there constantly. Yeah. If Bilicek came back, it was probably. Most likely he was going then. Yeah, you think Gerard Mayo has like a ton of attachment to Mac Jones? No, not really. Good point. And did you have any other names on your big board in that category that I missed? Like the trade slash cut? Um, no, I, I have like a couple of guys on the fringe just in case we burn through everyone and want to talk about some extra guys. Okay. So I had Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell on on like the, the fringe category and Zach Wilson. Oh, I think Zach should definitely be on the list. Good Good call. There, there's no there's no smoke swirling around, so I'm not quite... Oh, you know what? Zach Wilson might actually have a little bit of smoke. Now that I'm saying that out loud, I believe there's been some talk about moving off Zach Wilson to save some money. Yeah, and it also part of the talk not being very prevalent is probably, you know, that, that tends to go with the value of quarterback <laughs> or legacy of quarterback. Yeah, no one talks about <laughs> it when Colt McCoy switches teams. Right, right. Which, by the way, I pulled up, like the full QB free agent list. I'm writing names down and I got to a point where I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not writing down Tyrod Taylor. 
I'm not ready for all these like weird ones. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. There's uh there's no goddamn way that Mac or not Mac Jones, Daniel Jones is on the way out the door, right? Just make it sure before we, we get started I, I, here. I read one article and his name popped up and I was like, No one wants that contract. Yeah, could they cut him? What's the what's like the cap implications of cutting him? I'd have to look up but the dead cap is probably significant. I think you I always get confused. You take all that dead cap at once, right? Yeah, it's one season. So you're just fucked for one season, so I don't... I mean, do you, if you're the Giants, do you really think you're going to turn it around and be a Super Bowl team this year? No, just tank your cap for one season. Let me see. So if they were to cut him this year... um, Okay, so it, it is over most uh, a few years. It's depending on guarantees, as far as I can tell here. Okay. So if they were... To cut Mac Jones uh, before June 1st, they would have a dead cap hit, cat hit, Jesus, <laughs> dead cap hit of $69.315 million uh, this year and no dead cap hit in the future. If they were to cut him after June 1st, it'd be $59 million this year, $22 million next year. Uh, okay. So if they were going to cut him, you got to do it soon, right? Yeah, if they're going to trade him, that would happen after June 1st. But if they're going to yeah. cut him, it'll happen before June 1st. Who's the dumb team who's like, yeah, Mac Jones, we can make it work? Well, normally I'd say the Giants because they seem to be the dumbest <laughs> team. Why am I thinking the Patriots? I'm thinking the, the Commanders. <laughs> I'm thinking the Patriots are like, no, we got the wrong Jones. That's all. We've got the wrong Jones. Jones for Jones. Who says no? Mac's a lot cheaper. so Mac's a lot cheaper. And Mac has something Daniel Jones will never have. A beer gut? Oh. Championship ring? Championship ring, baby. Yeah, I can't believe Daniel Jones never took Duke to the promised land. <laughs> can can we just have, like, a just flat, broad rule not to draft ACC quarterbacks? Jameis didn't work. Lawrence didn't work. Deshaun was, and then... Lawrence no has worked longer. more than Deshaun. D- Deshaun had two good seasons. Lawrence yeah. has had, like... One bad season and one okay season so far. And Lawrence, as far as we know, seems to be a, a better human being. Yeah. So he's got that going for him. Um. Yeah. I don't. I. Anthony I Richardson. Like played in Florida. I thought he was Florida State. Yeah, I should know Florida. that. He was my. He was my like only guy. <laughs> yeah. Matt Ryan played for Boston College. I wonder if he's the last like good ACC QB. Now, this could be a fun thing to look back on. Just um, point out, right before we get started here, we are making the don't draft ACC quarterbacks thing here. Uh, Drake May, currently the number two prospect. <laughs> yeah. Maybe don't draft him. No, draft this game. <laughs> Is there any chance we can just skip the draft this year? It's stressing me out way too much. No, we cannot. We cannot. I would love it if we just didn't do the draft this year. I, I wouldn't personally. I would like to do the draft this year as a Bills fan. All all that can happen to me is disappointment. You the, only, the only world in which this is a success is if somehow whatever quarterback the commanders draft is a top five quarterback in the in the NFC. Remind me again. Who is your GM? Adam Peters. Is this is is he new or is this his yeah, second year? First year. First year, okay. So I'll tell you what, you will have a good vibe. The very your first like first round selection as a new regime is very telling. 
So I can understand the apprehension, the you know, the the fear going into it. But just think of it this way. Unlike the past, Dan Schneider and poor head coaching and GM hiring decisions decisions are gone. Dan Quinn's a question mark. Peters is a question mark. And you got Josh Harris, who hopefully Dan Quinn's a question mark. (laughs) We've seen Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn made a Super Bowl when Kyle Shanahan was offensive coordinator. And outside of that, he's a below 500 head coach. Okay. Do you think, is Josh Harris strike you as young billionaire? I've been successful all my life, so I can make this work too if I get heavily involved. Uh, no, because he hasn't okay. done that with the Devils or the Sixers. Okay. That, that's a good sign. Yeah, and those two teams have won how many rings since he's owned them? Okay, but the Devils have drafted fan- fantastically. And are oh, young Only teams. if their last the people's last name is Hughes. No. It, Nico Hersher. Heesher, sorry. I, they've drafted very well. And they're they're young, so even though the season's not going the way they wanted to, they're going to be fine. The 76ers are just cursed. It's a cursed organization. You can't get around it. <laughs> It's all Allen Iverson's fault because he <laughs> stepped over Ty Lue. Since then, it's just downhill for that organization. Yeah. Like, you're in a, I know this isn't Baskey, but you were set up this year in an Eastern Conference where I was like, all right, we just have to beat the Celtics and Giannis, and we can get to the finals, and then Embiid gets hurt again. <laughs> like, you're just a cursed organization. It's a, it's unfortunate. We got Doc Rivers in the building, baby. It, that's Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. Nick Nurse in the building, baby. <laughs> yeah, they had Doc at one point, didn't they? Yeah, they were the, that they fired Doc to hire Nick Nurse. I don't know why every team with like some superstars that can't break through the next level, they're like Doc Rivers. That's we, we see Doc Rivers. Yeah, Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers. Get Doc Rivers. Literally, Giannis already has a ring. Giannis and yeah. Doc Rivers have the same amount of championships in the 21st century. So this one might work out for him finally. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis has been playing like a fucking madman. Giannis has been playing like he has something to prove, despite winning two MVPs and an NBA Finals already. Well, I mean, as we the last time Doc won a ring, it was in big part to a Hall of Fame big man. So who played like a madman? Yeah, Kevin Garnett, dude. Fucking love Kevin Garnett. You, like one of the dudes you look back on, you're like, that man was fucking intense. Yeah, like, yeah. unbelievable. Man, Timberwolves fans, we love we love us some Kevin Garnett. Yeah. So what else do we have to talk about with basketball today? <laughs> Nothing. We'll save for basketball. Okay. We got some right, Mike's notes. You got some Nick notes? I got some Nick notes. I got Nick notes. He's got Nick notes. <laughs> Jerry, notes the Knicks. Jerry, he's yeah. got Nick notes. He's got notes on the Knicks, Jerry. What are you talking about? Notes on the Knicks? Goddamn chicken sign, Jerry. They <laughs> <laughs> should redo Seinfeld, but like on HBO with a lot more cursing. <laughs> they did. It's called Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> That's true. For fuck's sake, Jerry. What I like, what we're talking man? About. We're talking about oh hello and Seinfeld and Curb. Like we cannot <laughs> mention final, final, anything popular. Final season of Curb is happening right now. Yeah, I love that show, but I know me and you are on different ends. I just I like I enjoy it when I can get through it, but it is so cringy. Like it's such cringe comedy. It hurts. Yeah, there's some because I rewatch that show all the time. It's one of my favorite, like, I've seen it a bunch of times, so I can throw it on in the background and I have to worry about paying a lot of attention to it. And there's some episodes where it'll start, and I'd be like, I know where, like, the end punchline is, and I'm like, the moment's so painfully cringy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, get, right. I'll get back into it at some point. I'll yeah. get back into it. QBs. All right, Mike. 
so we're going to do this draft style, not snake mm-hmm. draft, just you than me. The way that I am thinking about this, the way that I have imagined this is that congratulations. You are the new GM of the St. Louis Blue Otters, and I am the new GM of the Sudbury Blueberry Bulldogs. In the expansion draft, we both got stacked rosters, but were unable to get a quarterback because everyone protected their quarterback. Okay. So, we are creating our big board for who we want at quarterback when the lockdown is lifted and we can officially sign, trade, or draft a quarterback. And this is not... We're not evaluating this on setting our... It's just for how successful we'll be 2024, correct? Yeah, I I, I mean, I I guess there's variability in it. It's not specifically just 2024. It's you're ranking these guys depending on where you would take them for whatever reason. If you believe, you know, this guy's going to help you in 2024, 2025, or if you're saying, all right, but like like I said, the main point is you have a stacked roster. So do you really want to take someone like Bo Nix and throw him onto a stacked roster? But we'll we'll get to it. Okay. Don't make arguments for certain quarterbacks right now. I'm just saying it. The if we do like factor in future plans, it's no fun because it's like uh, Caleb, Drake May, Jane Dale. I was like, why would you take any of these old fucks over the young guys? Because you got a stacked <laughs> roster right now. Uh, so you're in win now mode. You could do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, Adam. Adam and, okay. And uh, the other thing is contracts do matter. Oh. Yeah. So you're getting you're either getting them at what value you think you would be able to sign them for, or you're trading for their current contract. I couldn't because oh, otherwise, like, Russ would be so much higher up this list. But you've taken on that massive calorie dump with him. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm ready to go when you are, buddy. I was letting you. I was letting you pull up spot track before we started. No, I'm not. I'm pulling up something else that has contract evaluations or projected contracts in it. PFF. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. First pick to you. For me. Yeah. To me. To you. First pick's really hard. Why did you give me this? Literally the easiest pick on the board, Mike. You can pick whoever All you right. want. So I got a stacked roster. So a rookie QB can get it done. As long as it's one of the best rookie QBs. And I'm going to go ahead and plant my flag here. Now I'm a Drake May over Caleb Williams guy. Just by slightly. So my number one overall pick is going to be Drake May. Been hitting the highlight videos on YouTube. Grinding the tape. And I like this guy. I really like this guy. We literally couldn't put one pick worth of distance between our don't draft ACC quarterbacks take and you drafting an ACC quarterback. Drake May is he's, he's breaking the mold, all right? He's kind of goofy looking. Well, Trevor Lawrence is super handsome, and how well has that worked out? He is not super handsome. Tre- Trevor Lawrence is such an airhead, man. <laughs> He looks My like... entire evaluation of Trevor Lawrence has changed based off of one segment on the Manning cast during like week nine. He's he's sunshine from uh, remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he got all the bitches. But I mean, like, uh, what what is with athletes now looking like complete children? Is it I just got older? Because Drake May looks like a literal child. He does. He looks very young compared to Caleb. Who I mean, he's got like the beard and yeah, he looks much. It, it, of all the QBs in this draft, Drake May definitely looks the youngest. He looks like a child. How old is Drake May? Twenty 
one. Damn. These guys are just getting younger and younger, aren't they? Did he, yeah. like, reclass and come in at 17 or something? Uh, No, actually, he might be 20 still because I think he was a... A reverse no. COVID voucher. Got it. Yeah, yeah, he's he's 21. Okay. So once he gets drafted, we can buy him a drink? It's just, it's like his head's not very long, so the face gets squished a little bit. It kind of makes him look younger. That's what it is. <laughs> so he needs, to, he needs to get a head lengthener. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I mean, I guess when you're a millionaire uh, athlete, you can afford weird treatments like that, but I probably wouldn't recommend it. All right, Mike. Next pick on the board, number two. The guy who I thought you were taking at number one overall. Going Caleb Williams here. The man, the myth, the legend. He can throw off platform. He's basically Patrick Mahomes, but with a less annoying brother. He's smaller. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so unhappy with this quarterback class now. We went from being like, this is an all-time quarterback class. Now I'm like, great. I either get the child from UNC, I get the tiny guy from USC, mm-hmm. or I get the one-year wonder from LSU. Fucking yeah, great. Well, one year is a bit of an extreme take. Brother, James. I have looked at the numbers. He, that man is a one-year wonder. Or you can argue he's shown improvement over throughout his college career. You're right. Most people improve by being bad at things and then suddenly really good at them. Yeah. I mean, Jane Daniels kind of had some uh, stat stuff in games because the SEC plays to, like, B or uh, whatever it's called. Not BCS, uh, FCS opponents every year. And- you put up big numbers against Grambling State, baby. And the argument to be made, right, is like, well, Joe Burrow was a one-year wonder, right? And Joe Burrow had two of the five best wide receivers in the league right now on his team. Yeah. And Joe Burrow worked out, right? But Jaden Daniels is like a one-read-and-then-run kind of quarterback. Yeah, well, he's got he got better at, like, kind of, like, you know, figuring out a defense at the line and going through his reads. I'm trying to see an interesting point, though, here. Um, trying to see it? I'm trying to see this point that is interesting. He was... Nope, I don't want that. I need his... From Cajun High School. Gee, I wonder what state that's in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, was, he was a four-star prospect. I'm pretty sure Burrow was like a five-star. Was in a crowded-ass QB room at Ohio State before he transferred. My point being is I think there may have been more pre-hype with Joe Burrow. And then once he finally got in the game and started at LSU, we kind of saw what people expected to see. How did we get here? An old man in college playing really good football? Yeah. Oh, no. Wow, Burrow was only a four-star recruit as well. I don't know. You might be onto something here. Did we we just let that one amazing season... Like, it worked out. But is there, like, another universe where he was a one-hit wonder? I don't know. Good point. And also, you can see why I would be trepidatious about mm-hmm. saying, let's bring in the one-year wonder who won the Heisman, who likes to run the ball a lot. Yeah. It's understandable why I wouldn't be totally comfortable with that based off the history of my franchise, right? Yeah, he's also skinny. So what I'm saying is Jaden Daniels is going to be on, like, big Saturday in eight years. Oh, like the big noon kickoff? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I had some of my... the words. Yeah. Ready for my next pick? Ready for your next pick, Mike. All right. 
I'm gonna go ahead and just go with the man I'm very biased about. Oh, Michael this Penick. high? This Michael high? Penick Jr., baby. God. He's gonna be three years older than Drake May when his uh, NFL career starts next year, but most beautiful deep log. Deep log. <laughs> most beautiful deep ball in the draft. Beautiful throwing motion. Precision passer can drop it in a bucket. This dude's a leader. He's comes comes through in the clutch. Just don't mention the <laughs> national title game. Uh, I love Michael Panks Jr. So I'm, I'm I'm reaching, but I'm taking him. How would you feel about him going to Miami? I'd hate it because I would constantly have to put the effort into anytime Tua had a bad game or threw an interception. I'd have to be, I'd have to sign up for Twitter Blue so I could post longer tweets. <laughs> But Tua's entire thing is that he wants to throw in the deep middle of the field, and Michael uh-huh. Penix just wants to throw in the deep outside. You just get yeah. get, get fucking Jalen Waddle running a nine ball straight down the sideline. Woo! Michael Penix is lighting that boy up. Oh, I mean, I feel like... I'm pretty sure I think the size is a little bit different, but I feel like Penix to Odunze, that could become the NFL version of it, Penix to, to Waddle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, like you said, the size is different, but that's that's kind of what we're talking about there, right? We're talking about just a a quarterback that can sling the ball in a deep threat wide receiver. I mean, think about how many times like you would cut down the field and Tua under through one of his wide receivers who had to come back and get the ball because he schemed 16 yards open. Yeah. You give you give Michael Penix, and I'm not saying Michael Penix is fucking, I don't know, prime uh, Michael Vick or anything. He definitely doesn't run like Michael Vick. No. But, like, having a guy who can throw a little better than Tua might be good in the building. Okay. It would also, I mean, if they do draft one of these, like, top, like, obviously, Caleb and May are out of the question, and most likely Daniels, but, like, your Penixes and your Knicks's, um, like, that conversation about is Tua the guy is just going to go from, like, full 110% like constant yeah he his contract is up next season so in oh. 20, 2025 so my 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 sneaking suspicion is that the dolphins draft a qb are you thinking first round qb i'm not not thinking first round qb <laughs> not not all right this is also a team that didn't have a first round pick last year in the dolphins Oh yeah, what'd they lose that for again what they do wrong? uh they were trying they, they were doing something with like trying to bring it it might have been the the they like talked to mike mcdaniels too early or something i can't remember now okay yeah something weird like that all right mike i'm going oh. with the first non-college quarterback oh my god are you gonna take him I'm taking justin fields Ooh, Ooh that's the right choice yeah <laughs> <laughs> listen justin fields has shown flashes as a passer and he is just maybe the best running quarterback this side of michael vick the man it's like if you shot Josh Allen out of a cannon. Like, he just takes off. He's huge, and he has mm. so much speed. And then you mix that with those flashes he's shown when he's had real receivers like DJ Moore. It seems like a foregone conclusion that the Bears are moving on. And I get it. It makes sense from a cap perspective. It makes sense from an analytics team-building perspective to move on from the guy that's about to get expensive to instead get a guy who's going to be cheap for a while. But I'll tell you what. Outside of uh, outside of Drake May and Caleb Williams, I'm not sure there's any other quarterback in this general discussion that I'd rather have than Justin Fields. 
Yeah, that's a good pick. He's still young. He is like next to Lamar, the closest thing to like what Michael Vick was. You think like Mahomes, Allen, primarily passers, but they can also run, especially Allen. He's I think he's more dangerous on the ground than Mahomes. Or that could just be that they don't call Mahomes number as much until it's the Super Bowl and it's one of the biggest plays <laughs> of the game. And it's a nineteen yard scamper. Uh Fields and Lamar are really like that Michael Vick, like I'm gonna get you try to get you two hundred through the air and like close to a hundred on the ground, and that's how we're gonna yeah. win games. So that is really fun. I and I just think we should re- rewind the tape to our podcast over the summer before the season started, because you were not this high on Fields as you are now. He had a he had a really good second half of the season. Yeah. I was I it's also my draft priors, right? Like I wanna like Fields because going into that that Fields T-Law draft, I was claiming Fields was the best quarterback in the class. Mm-hmm. So I really want Fields to turn out to be good because then I look like the smart guy in campus. Yeah. I, um... Fair to say he saved Eberflus's job, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to reward him by shipping him out. Yeah. It's going to be the most disappointing outcome. Like, from the start of the season, right, mm-hmm. the most disappointing outcome if you're a Bears fan is that somehow... Eberflus saves his job, and Fields look good, looks good, but still gets traded. Like, if you didn't tell them they had the number yeah. one overall pick, they'd be like, that sounds like hell. Yeah, that would be weird, because it feels like Eberflus owe, like, owes Fields for saving his job, but then if they turned around and drafted Caleb and traded him to Oakland, <laughs> like, that would be weird. I like the, like, you, you say it like it's an NBA trade where they do that, where they, like, technically trade the rights to the draft pick, but it doesn't go through until after the draft. So when the guy gets drafted, he has to go put on, like, the original cap. Mm-hmm. Like, you make it sound like the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams, shake his hand, bring him backstage, and go, all right, and we just closed the deal. You're traded to Oakland. Can you not do that in the NFL? I have no idea. Yeah. It's, I, it's but it's, it seems like in the NFL, they usually trade the pick. Right. Prior to it. NBA is, like, the only one where they'll trade and be like, Okay, well, now I want that guy that you just drafted. Like, they tell him beforehand, like, we're going to do this trade. That, that's the guy I want. Go pick him. Like, it's, it's really weird. For people who don't watch basketball, you don't understand that the entire league is just fantasy football. Yeah. That's all it is. All right, Mike, you're on the clock. Oh, boy. This is a tough pick we're here sitting here on. There's some college guys out there still, like. Taking Pratt? Is that what you're saying? Taking Pratt no. right here? Taking Pratt no. above everyone. I'm not. I'm not taking Pratt here. You know what? Call me crazy. But I, I've always been a fan of his. I've always liked his moxie. That crotch grabbing flag plant and moxie, baby. Russell Wilson. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I'm gonna give him another shot. Let's see if he can uh a stack team around him. He seems like a guy who could do it. Like if I got a Niners stacked esque offense around him, if Brock Purdy can look like what Brock Purdy's look like, I feel like I can get Baker there. Who's taller between Baker and Brock? Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be Brock, right? Gotta Baker's be. a little squat guy. Brock, yeah. Baker Baker looks like a, a WWE wrestler that would be billed at six one, but is actually like five five. See, Purdy's build six one. Built. <laughs> yeah, six one two twenty. I think they goose these numbers. All right, um, it's a goose suit. It's a goose suit. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. These are PFF's numbers. Oh, similar. Listed six one two fifteen. So, man. So what I learned is Brock Purdy, a fat little bitch. 
Uh, maybe Baker's been hitting the cardio a little more, but when I think of Baker from like college in Cleveland, he seemed a little thicker than 215, didn't he's, he? He's a thick dude. Yeah, like he was, he was stuffing the jersey. <laughs> Not in an I'm embarrassing like two, way, though. I'm like 224, but I'm two okay. inches taller than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's spread out. Yeah. <laughs> unlike unlike Drake May's head. That's very true. <laughs> I'm I've spread out my two twenty four. <laughs> Do you think Drake May's head feels very dense? Like if you were to just pick him up by the head, would his head feel very dense? Oh, because earlier, like yeah, a smaller, a, yeah, yeah, it would. It'd be like picking up something and you think it's lighter, and you're like, whoa, whoa, that was heavier than I thought. Yeah, it'd be like picking up a bowling ball. <laughs> exactly. PFF doesn't have Brock Purdy's speed listed, which I think is accurate and funny. <laughs> so you're if, up. Yeah, I, I know. If we're okay. if we're looking at this here so far, you have Drake May, Michael Penix, Baker Mayfield. If I yeah. set the if I set the over under on your wins for the season mm-hmm. at eleven and a half, and like you said, 49ers stacked offense, Chiefs level of stacked defense. Okay. How many of those quarterbacks do you think you hit the over with? Drake May, for sure. For sure. 12 for wins sure. out of a rookie quarterback. Absolutely. I don't think that's ever happened in NFL history. Ben Roethlisberger had 15. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, RG3 had 13. Oh, yeah. Because I'm biased, I'll say Penix Jr., yeah. <laughs> Whether I truly believe it or not, Baker Mayfield, no. It's more of a 10-6 and six situation with Baker. <laughs> All right, Mike. I think I'm getting value on this guy. I think we really, really dropped him down too far at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jaden Daniels, I'm taking him here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fast on Jaden Daniels, I'm an idiot. I, I would definitely rather have Jaden Daniels than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Me too. Earlier, after you took uh... Fields, Williams. No, I think it was, it was when you took. I don't know. One of your picks, I accidentally crossed out Daniels. I was like, oh, that wasn't right. So <laughs> it'd been yeah. funny if you tried to take Fields right after I took Mayfield. Yeah. I didn't take Mayfield. If you tried to take Fields right after I took Fields. Yeah. That would have uh, been a problem. Listen, we, we just talked about Jaden Daniels, but the guy's coming off a Heisman season. Like I said, contracts do matter here. So you're getting him at rookie scale versus whatever you'd have to sign players like Baker Mayfield or Kirky Q to. Mm-hmm. Which, Mike, for those who don't listen to our podcast constantly, would you like to remind them why we call him Kirky Q? Because uh, he is a anti-vaccine QAnon guy. Yeah. He um, uh, thinks that if you get vaccinated, all of a sudden, all metal things will start sticking to you. <laughs> he also once said that he wants to die on a football field, which is just insane. Yeah. Just unhinged. It, it was just way different. Like, no one really talks about it because when that was all going on, he was like, yeah, I don't I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't, I don't believe in the vaccination. But he just, like, quietly, like, it was a thing, but he didn't make a big deal out of it. Like, Cole Beasley was like, I'm not getting vaccinated. You can't fucking make me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Okay, so I just pulled this up here real quick. Uh, th- this is from last year, so the number's probably going to go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. The number one overall pick is probably going to sign something around a $41 million four-year contract with a team option after that. So, roughly, like, $11 million a year, we'll say. Okay. Would you do you think that Jaden Daniels or Baker Mayfield will make more money next year? Um I can't do you, wait, did you just say what the rookie scale is? Yeah, so 
it looks like based off last year, it looks like it's probably gonna be around 11 million for the number one overall pick per year. Okay. So he's not going to be that. You don't think Baker made, well, you talk about Jane Daniels. Yeah. That's so I think ba- Baker's going to make 11 million. Uh, <laughs> BFF projects his contract at three years, 25, 40 million guaranteed, 75 million total. I don't think that's accurate. I 15 million. Yeah. 25. Just for for reference, last year Baker Mayfield uh, made uh, one point seven million dollars. Yeah, but then he had the the Renaissance. Yeah, he was you know he turned into prime John Elway. He won a division title. Put some respect on the man. It's the NFC South. (laughs) It's barely a division. (laughs) He's gonna get he's gonna get his own uh, copy of like the the flag put up in his, his his garage what the fuck are you talking about yeah like the you know how some teams will put up like in their rafters or like the banner division? is that the what banners. you're trying to say yeah, the banners the banners i said flag like it was a tiny little thing <laughs> now with the banners he's gonna have it hanging up in his in his uh man cave and of all the people you could fuck up and say flag it's the guy who literally planted a flag at midfield once that's why i thought that's why i was thinking flag <laughs> thank you for explaining that I like how I drafted Jaden Daniels and we proceed to talk about Baker Mayfield. Uh, all right, Mike, picks to you. All right, here we go. Another reach because I really like this guy. Ryan Tannehill. Former quarterback of the Tulane Green Wave, baby. Oh, my God. Michael fucking Pratt. Everybody's sleeping on this kid, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. He last two years in Willie Fritz, uh, head coach Willie Fritz offense, what he liked to run, they actually ran the ball more than passing, which I think in the year of our Lord, 2023 is ridiculous, but they did. Um, and so he doesn't, hasn't thrown the ball as much as our QBs. So people may have not seen as much of what he's capable of. Good arm mobile. Like people are probably going to sleep on his, his um, athleticism. Also six, three, two twenty. He's got the size. No one's well, talking about this dude enough. Six foot three, but he weighs as much as Brock Purdy. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I am a big Michael Pratt guy. I've been annoying you with texts about him for the last two years. Um, I'm telling you, like a fifth round steal, baby, if he makes it that far. Another team could get smart. For for those of you who don't read on Saturday, I think Mike Regan, on Saturday columnist, led the league in mentions of the Tulane Green Wave this year. He did. Of, I fell in love with the Green Wave. People of, like, of people that write once weekly college football columns there is no way people dedicated as much time to writing about Tulane as you did oh yeah I mean they're they're not even they were a group of five school but you know they won the American in 2022 they you know lost in the conference finals to a just wrecking ball of an SMU team whose defense played the game of the of the season but I don't know why I'm talking about this no one listening cares (laughs) (laughs) everyone everyone's falling asleep while we talk about this uh hello Tajay Spears you guys liking what you saw in Tennessee? That's a two-lane product, baby. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of Michael Pratt analysis outside of the fact that uh, there has never been a man that you have loved more coming out of college than Michael Pratt. Or I shouldn't say you've loved more, but the, the gulf between national conversation and Mike Regan assessment has never been wider than Michael Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're kind of getting we're getting into some rough territory here, Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm between a few people with this draft pick. But I'm going to go ahead and take... Uh, might be the last rookie I take, but I think I'm going to take Bo Nix. Uh, 
hey, there's there's potential upside there. Yeah, Bo, Bo Nix, another just big arm guy out of the Pac-12. Not much more that I can say beyond that, you know. What's up? I, I, he's more. He's a strong arm. Like he can throw some piss missiles, yeah, as they say, he, into into windows. He, the deep ball, we're like still left wondering: is it a matter of he's not willing or he's not able? We still don't know. Yeah, he, he, I mean, I he, but he throws the ball like a major league pitcher in the middle of the field. Yeah. I, like if you want to build a, an entire offense around ten yard out routes, Bo Nix is your guy. Right, and you'll get some of those goofy, like highlight real plays where he scrambles and turns something into turns nothing into something. He kind of has, to me personally, he kind of has like less Yolo-y Will Levis vibes. Yeah, smaller Will Levis. I always got to talk about his muscles when we bring him up. I'm just saying, six two. Bring him. I don't like. I don't know if Levis. I can't remember what he did at the combine and if he did the bench press, but I I would put heavy money that Bo Nix does not hit whatever Will Levis put up. You see the fucking biceps on Will Levis? Biceps have nothing to do with bench press. I know, but I'm sure if he took the tarp off, he'd have some impressive some impressive delts too. Is that your chest? Uh, your chest is the pecs, but the front delts pecs. do factor into bench press. So how okay. credit? That's your shoulders, your delts, right? Yeah. There you go. Delt, delt, delt. <laughs> you got rear delts. Mid delts, front delts. Oh, okay. Your front delts feature feature in bench press. You even get okay. some mid delt in the incline bench press. Oh yeah, got to do the incline. Hey, when you're at the uh, when you're at the gym and you're doing chest day, do you do don't the do you know? Day, continue. You don't do chest day. You do upper day and lower day. That's what I'm saying. Chest you're doing day is a waste day. of time, buddy. Right. If, when you're doing upper day, I'm guessing every once in a while you hit the bench press, right? Yeah. Okay. So since you're rolling solo in the gym. Do you just do the normal bench press, like the normal free weight everything, or you do that one that has like the wire on it that's connected? Oh, so you're talking about the Smith machine. Yeah. No. Uh, so part of the reason... They have to do the thing where they just like bail and tilt the bar sideways. Yeah. It is your pick. No, I just picked <laughs> oh, Bo Nix. It was my pick. Okay, you took, you took, you took Boethy Nix. What's his full first name? What is Bo short for? It's just Bo. There's no fucking way. So it's spelled B-O, but it's actually short for B-E-A-U. With people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a spell in four letters. Like, is Bo Burnham's name just Bo? I'm pretty sure. It's not short for anything? Jimbo? His name's not like Bohemian Nix? No, I don't even know what Bo is. Bobby, maybe? Robert? Right. Um, Bobbert? <laughs> you already said that. <laughs> Bacocles? Um... Bobo Skadipabotin? Yeah, his full first name is just Bo. Oh, two letters. His <laughs> parents thought that the um, hospital actually charged per letter. <laughs> okay, here, here explains it, though. He's from Arkansas. Yeah. He's from... What the fuck? It, okay, I, I, Mike, I don't know if you know this. People that didn't grow up in the South might not know this. Arkansas is a bullshit state. One of their most important cities is called Texarkansas. It's where the uh, they connect, right? Yeah. The states. They just named it that. Bo Nix was born in Arkadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a real place. Fuck you. <laughs> Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Arkadelphia? <laughs> Do they have a Arkakago? 
it's I hear it's always sunny in Arkadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You really best place to go is uh, Arkywood. A lot of stars there. Yeah, Los Arkadelos. <laughs> I'm lo- I'm losing it. <laughs> Arkadelphia was once known as the City of Rainbows. Salt Lake, Arkansas, beautiful city. <laughs> yeah. So seriously, Arkansas, your entire fucking state is bullshit. Shout out Razorbacks. <laughs> it's your pick there, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, did you? You didn't take Kirky Q, right? No, I didn't take Kirky I'm, Q. I'm not taking him either. I just wonder if he's still out there. We got the Milf Man out there. Yeah, and the Titty Kisser. Titty Kisser. <laughs> Do you think Wait. anyone has any idea who we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if I say Milf Man in football context, people have to know Zach Wilson. Like <laughs> yeah. you're not, a, you're not a real. Like our generation football fan, if you don't know these nicknames, um, the titty kisser is just from a tweet from like 2012. Legendary tweet. Your tweets come back to uh, give you awesome nicknames. Um, I did on my my doc uh, type his name in as Mitch Titbisky. So, <laughs> um, so here I'm gonna go in there a wild one. All right, because I got a I got a stacked offense. And if I got a stacked offense, this guy once again can be just as good as Brock Purdy. Drew Locke, baby. Ooh, Free agent not even on this my year. Board. Yeah. Saw the big uh, Monday night win against Philadelphia. Loved the passion, the tears of victory. Put on the backpack. Yeah. He's really uh, funny because he's like super white, but tries to be all cool and rap and stuff on the sidelines. I think you got the wrong read on this. He is super white. But black dudes on his team fucking love that guy. Oh, that's yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the cred. Yeah, so there's no. there's something like and he they you know they've they've like broken down film where he's like rapping on the sidelines. Like, I think that I think that Drew Lock is just a black culture white guy. Yeah, I gotta be. I'm gonna be the only guy here. I'm gonna be very, be very interested to see where he goes in the offseason. Yeah, you will be the only guy. <laughs> yeah, I think there's something frisky in Drew Locke. Not to be like a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I mean, he could win. He could win an NFC South division title just like Baker. <laughs> All right, just real quick here, Mike. I'm thinking we each we I, I have two more picks, and you do one more, and we'll call it there. At Twelve six? total quarterbacks. I think we should get weird. We should do fourteen. <laughs> no. All right, one more then. We can compromise at thirteen. No, I don't like that. All right, we'll do one more. Why don't you well, like that? Two, two more you, one more me. Is this like a chosen personality trait where you're pretending that odd numbers really bother you? No. Okay. Just make sure. I, I do keep my volume in increments of... Well, I'll do the increments of five, so 15's okay. You know that but, doesn't make you interesting, right? Like you no, can, it doesn't. You can, just, you can just put it on whatever volume you want instead of trying to be interesting with it. It just, it just makes me slightly neurotic. I don't do it to be interesting. I'm not one of those people. I'm not like, I'm quirky. Look at my volume. Sure seems like you're trying to Zoe Dachanel it up with this whole thing. Zoe Dachanel? <laughs> do you say Dachanel? It is Dachanel. Prove it. Make your pick. <laughs> All right, Mike. I think this guy's still got something left in the tank. And it's an expensive one. Joe Flacco. Going Russell Hustle and Bustle, baby. Oh, wow. The high knee on a plane having motherfucker himself, married to Sierra, living in a house with not enough bathrooms, Russell Wilson. <laughs> that was my analysis, really. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I 
think he like had moments last season where he played well. It was like a not well designed team that picked up some games because of weird turnover shit. But I like him a lot better than anyone else that's left on the board. Yeah. We're really getting into the uh, doldrums of who is left. Well, that's good news. We only have one more pick each, so. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly have no clue yeah. <laughs> where to go here. Like I, I'm, I'll be really curious because I have two guys that I am willing to uh, take with my last pick. Okay. Um, so, because, like, I like – He's not. He's not probably not going to play next year because he snapped his leg in two. But like Jordan Travis, it'll be interesting to see what team snags him late and kind of stashes him away. Uh, Wouldn't it be kind of funny if it was just Detroit again? <laughs> <laughs> Detroit just keeps accumulating all the broken quarterbacks and putting yeah. them behind Jared Goff. They're like, one of these fucking guys is going to work out, right? I do like that's good. I like the strategy. Uh, Joe Milton was out there throwing bombs to the uh, other team. At the senior bowl. <laughs> I refuse to buy any stock in Spencer Rattler. Sorry. I feel like if I take JJ McCarthy, I'm like going back on everything I've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> JJ McCarthy's getting round one hype though. I know. Is he just the new Mac Jones? Tannehill. Is he going to go like 19 and be bad? <laughs> He's very skinny. Um, Tannehill, no. Minshew, no. Really? No to Minshew? Yeah, no to Minshew. Minshew had as, as much of a moment as Joe Flacco did. That's true. You know what's really funny about Kirk Cousins? A lot of stuff. Is how he's perennially like a QB who puts up good numbers, plays well, but there's like such a stigma around him that he can never win meaningful games. <laughs> so he's like considered not like a great QB. Like, you know, you know what I think it is? is he signed like the first fully guaranteed contract in the NFL and then didn't immediately win a Super Bowl in the first two years. So people were yeah. like, bust. He's a bust. Didn't that work. Team, that team had 15 wins last season with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And then lost in the wild card to the Giants. Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably put up with having to listen to his QAnon conspiracy theories and take him if he didn't, if he wasn't like late 30s with one Achilles. So, you know what? I'm going to take this guy. Um, He's probably only going to get us seven wins, but... I'm going to take him just because he's the most handsome QB. Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. <laughs> a vanity pick. Our uh, our female viewership will go through the roofs, which we need that as an expansion team. We need the good viewership numbers. Yeah. Can we get him to date whatever the salt or what did I say? St. Louis version of Taylor Swift is. I don't, I don't even have any from St. Louis. I'll, I'll see if I can get him Ice Spice's number. She's pretty popular right now. <laughs> One of the Kardashians. Yeah. Oh, great. You're going to bring the Kardashians to the NFL and start tanking that league. Yeah, that girl, that uh, old chick from the Real Housewives. Who? Like, Wait, Dolly Parton. Can she Can huh? she date Sam Hartman? I, Sam a little, Hartman. A little May-December relationship going on? I don't know, Sam Hartman just seems like the dude who'd be dating, like, super hot 40-year-olds. Didn't Kevin Durant date a porn star? I mean, I feel like a lot of NBA players have. I know Jimmy Garoppolo did, right? Remember, like, the story was that Zion sat in bed as one, like, leaned over him and fed him pieces of pizza like they were grapes. <laughs> and, like, a Greek situation, you know? Like, seeing the paintings. 
There has never been a funnier story in the NBA <laughs> that we have gotten mileage off of than the battle between OnlyFans models talking about who made Zion Williamson fat. Yeah, it's really good. The best part was they were arguing about it when really everybody should be like, I think Zion made Zion fat. <laughs> <laughs> I think Detroit made Zion fat. Not Detroit. I think New Orleans made Zion yeah. fat. Like, I think ready access to gumbo and po' boys probably did it, but... <laughs> Right. I love I love the idea. It's like, Zion, how did you get fat? He's just housing gumbo. He's just <laughs> dipping his po' boys in his gumbo. Just going to town. Washing it all down with multiple smoothies from the Smoothie King Arena. Right. Like, wondering why he blew out his fucking shoe. You know? Man, if, if Zion Williamson didn't blow out his shoe or have that block where he jumped twice to get the block, mm-hmm. is he a top 10 pick? Yeah, because I feel like if he didn't blow out his shoe and have that injury, he would have... He didn't get injured from that. He missed, like, he, the second half of the game when he blew out his shoe. I th- he missed some time in his final year. He might, I Maybe thought. he missed some time, but the shoe blowout thing, he, like, he like missed the second half of that game after that. And then yeah, was maybe, maybe I'm conflating that with his rookie season where he got hurt. Or all the other years. Or every other year, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> maybe Save it would help Basky. if you lost some weight, Zion. Um, <laughs> all right, final pick in the draft. Our Mr. Irrelevant here. I'm going J.J. McCarthy. I was between. I thought you were going to go J.J. McCarthy or Kirky Q, and I was going to take the other one. But you left me with both options on the table, and so yeah. I wasn't really sure where I wanted to go. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I took the guy who is, like, one of the bottom QBs on most draft boards um, just because he's gorgeous and played for Notre Dame. I wanted to take, like, all the logical decision was take J.J., but I've just been, I've been anti-J.J., throughout my past work so i it felt it would have been a, a turn face been a red coat move or a benedict cumberbatch arnold whatever <laughs> uh some of the quarterbacks that got left on the table here kirky q as previously mentioned mm-hmm. zach wilson ryan Tannehill, jacoby Brissett, mitch trubisky obviously spencer rattler who we've almost now sealed as being the best quarterback in the draft with how much shit we've <laughs> talked in this one episode yeah <laughs> mike who's the who's the best quarterback that didn't get taken as Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It really him is. Or, him or, or Jacoby Brissett, maybe? It's definitely mm-hmm. not who, who Tannehill's going to be next year coming off another knee injury. Zach Wilson's fucking terrible. Mitch Trubisky's fucking terrible. Why do I want the Patriots to sign Kirk Cousins? I don't know. Because sending another asshole to Boston just kind of makes sense, I guess. Right. It just... it. And because then you would get to play against Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers for one game a season <laughs> before they got hurt. <laughs> It's, it, it's it's really it's like the uh, uh, unbreakable in the AFC East if that happens because it's Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua Tagovailoa. Oh wait, and then there's Josh Allen who literally can't die. I think it's because I want I still harbor resentment towards the Patriots and kind of want them to do dumb things. I enjoy it, and so them signing Kirk Cousins to like a one year deal when everybody's in, agree- in agreement that next year's QB class is way weaker than this one would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike, let me let me recap here. So mm-hmm. you you got Drake May, Michael Penix Jr., Baker Mayfield, Michael Pratt, Drew Locke, and Sam Hartman. How do you feel? Not great after the first two. <laughs> I got Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Russell Wilson, and J.J. McCarthy. I think you did better. But I think I only, did better. Only time will tell. All right, Mike. This is this is kind of the, the tenor I'm expecting for the show in the coming weeks. I think we're going to be playing a lot of games based around the draft. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, we are not deep. We're going to really tell you who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. 
guys, Everybody we're trying to sift through the analysis and figure shit out just as much as you are. Mm-hmm. So I think that our, our lane's really to be irreverent and fun. So that's what we're going for here. Um, yeah. Email us at townalone. I almost gave him the pro wrestling pod email. <laughs> email us at townalonepod at gmail.com. With your thoughts on who we missed, who we hit on, who the best quarterback's going to be if you include the free agent class as well as potential draft-eligible quarterbacks. Um, email us with any other games you would like to see us play. Email us with uh, any other players or topics you want us to go on. Maybe we'll do a deep dive on a player at some point. I don't know. It's all new ground for us. I kind of think a fun game... Uh, I don't know if you've looked at other positions, but like the wide receiver free agent class is pretty interesting too. T. Higgins. There's some other ones on there, so I feel like if we do, we could do a similar thing like we just did with wide receivers. Yeah, well, we'll probably go through a few position yeah. groups and do that. Defensive line, Vickers. All right, Mike. I texted you earlier today. Mm-hmm. Final segment here, something that I wanted to do. Okay. I'm, I'll come up with a cute name for it in the future, but it's simply draft twenty questions. Mike, are you familiar with how twenty questions work? Yeah, I imagine you're going to pick a player, and I'm going to ask questions to figure out who it is. Yes, and what is the only rule you need to remember about 20 questions? You get 20 questions. The questions must be yes or no answerable. Correct. Oh, really? So you can't, yeah. Okay. You can't ask me what college he played at. Oh, right. Yeah, I knew that. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it has to be a question I can answer with yes or no. Got I it. thought about not telling you that so that you could inevitably ask me a question <laughs> that would require an answer, and I could go, you just lost credit for that question because that's yeah. a yes-no question. But, First question, what position does he play? What yeah. is his name? <laughs> What is his name? All right, Mike. I got stats up from Sports Reference, ESPN, and PFF so that any yes-no questions you ask, I should be able to answer. Okay. And that's all the information you get. Yep. We'll be doing this at the end of every draft segment, assuming this goes well. Okay. Uh, Is he on offense? No. Oh, wait. Fuck. I need to keep track of your question numbers. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have a pen. Well, I have a pen. I don't have paper. Right on your hand. Fuck you. I'm going to write it on my classified documents. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you said no when I said, is he on offense, correct? Is that your second question? No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> correct. All right. Um, is he part of the front four? No. Hmm. Is he a secondary player? Yes. Okay. Did he play in the SEC? Yes. Did he play for the University of Missouri? No. Missouri? I didn't even know they were in the SEC. (laughs) Was that a joke question or did you have someone in mind? I had someone in mind. Okay. Uh, Let's see. In the SEC. Did he, uh, oh God, I feel like I should try to find a way to whittle it down instead of just keep asking, did he play for this school? He played for that school. Did he he play for 20 questions? Yeah. Did he play for Georgia? No. God damn it. (laughs) Did he play for Alabama? Yes. Oh, it's too easy. Is it Terry and Arnold? No. Is it Kool-Aid McKinstry? Yes. (laughs) All right. All right, Mike, you got it at nine. Yeah. You got it at nine. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? General strategy there. Are there is there any direction you wish you had gone with the questions that you didn't go? No, I feel like uh, I feel like that was a pretty basic way to go. I might find a way to spice this up, make it harder. Well, I so in my head, I had this rated as like a two or a one out of ten because it's a first round prospect that mm-hmm. you and I have talked about before. Mm-hmm. That will not be every week. 
Right. I just wanted to give us a nice, easy dip into this. From here on out, it'll probably be much harder prospects. Yeah, I thought that's why I said he played for Missouri because there's uh, Ennis, Ennis Rackestraw Jr. is a guy who's getting like first, second round hype and people are not like not many people know that name compared to the other big names. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, I'm going to make sure that anyone that I bring up is someone that we expect to be drafted because this is right. the draft yes. analysis coverage, tra- draft 20 questions. So it makes sense. Aim, aiming for everyone to be a uh, someone we expect to get drafted. We got time. You want to pick one more real fast? Yeah, give me a second. All right, Mike. The random number generator has been generated, and I have picked the prospect at this number on PFF's big board. 20 okay. questions. Is he on offense? Yes. Okay. Does he play in the Big Ten? No. Play in the Pac-12? Yes. Okay. Mm. Plays in the Pac-12. On offense. Is it a wide receiver? No. Is it an offensive lineman? No. Fuck, okay. <laughs> Is it any skill position player? No. Do you know what skill position player is? Wide receiver, tight end, running back? Okay. Okay. Yes, I know what a skill position player is. All right. So he's a QB. Uh, you play for... Uh... You play for Washington? Yes. Okay, Michael Penix Jr.? Yes. <laughs> got that one in nine as well. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's probably a way to make this harder. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I don't know. Like, that was just bad luck. I hit 29, and it was Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. If if the random numbers generator had been 30, it would have been Byron Murphy the second. At uh, Texas? Yeah. Def- defensive tackle? You want, me to, you want me to just pick guys from day three in the draft? Would that make this harder on you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right, Mike, you want to hit your plugs when we get out of here? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I have an article dropping today. Um, on how to help people accept when their team season is lost. Look forward to that. Also, I am working on a new on Saturday column, which the theme is going to be my draft guys, focusing on players that I really, I irrationally like and will have higher on my draft boards than other guys like Michael Pratt, <laughs> for example. Um, other than that, I got some other stuff in the works that I'm trying to nail down and flesh out how we're going to do it. Uh, Follow me on Twitter, and I swear I'm eventually going to start posting on threads again, at Talent Alone Mike. And uh, Adam, you have the floor. Um, yeah, follow me at Town Alone Adam. You can check out this podcast moving to every Monday on the Talent Alone podcast feed. You can check out our basketball podcast. That's on Saturdays. You can read my writing on the League Pass watchability rankings that comes out every Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how things go in an individual week. And Mike, when's Revolution? Are we coming up on another one of our classic wrestling previews? Yeah, it is not this weekend, but it's the following weekend. So probably like after Dynamite wraps up next week, we'll finalize that article and get it posted close to the show. So we're looking looking at next week hitting the Revolution predictions. And uh, with that, Mike... You got a draft-based shout-out? Yeah, I do. Let's uh, shout-out my boy, Michael Penis Power Penix. (laughs) Maybe your worst shout-out ever. I know, just saying penis kind of kills it.